Wow. Could the Rugby World Cup quarterfinals get any closer, any tenser, any more exciting? I have been absolutely loving my return to rugby fandom. I've learned some of the players' names. We've got a podcast to talk about it. Welcome to the Banter Lads Sport Rugby Mental Chat from the Dojo. Let's get it. Holy fuckamole. That was some amazing games. Me and Matt recorded yesterday to give our All Blacks chat. Sanjay, you just decided not to do it. Mm. How are you feeling right now? What is your like? Yeah, what were you up to? Where did you no, go? No, because I wanted to um, let the dust settle because I didn't know if the All Blacks were going to lose or not. So if I. Oh, were you too scared to pod in case the All Blacks have lost? It, I don't know how I would have felt. But yeah. I felt oh, like if I bad. talked about it today, then I, you know, I would have had a bit more reasonable um, opinions oh. about. So the j- just to clarify, Sanjay, were you so scared the All Blacks would lose you didn't want a podcast? No, no, no. Because ever since uh, it's really since two thousand, like I always took All Blacks matches for World Cup. I always thought they're going to win every like knockout match or even group stage match up until two thousand and seven. But once they lost to. Um, France in the quarterfinal, then I, I mean, I always want the All Blacks to win. Like, I hope they win, but I'd never take their any match for granted anymore. Yeah, so but are you, are you traumatized by 2007? This is really interesting. I've got a few rugby mad friends where I'm genuinely like, it's kind of a joke, mental health chat, but it's kind of not. Like, the effect that rugby has on men in New Zealand is kind of remarkable. Like, it is just a game. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's not like I'm scared of them losing, but I just think every team on knockout stage can win. It's a on the day thing. But like, why why would you not come on the pod? I know it's yeah. I suppose it is a bit not traumatized, but like um, I was like real gutted last World Cup when we lost to England because I really mm. uh, like we thrashed Ireland one week, but then we lost. You know, mm-hmm. it was a bit of a surprise to lose to. England, although England, you know, Eddie Jones said that they spent the last four years before yeah. that targeting uh, I'm that I'm pretty one sure game. I told this guy, told this guy the other day that I'm pretty sure England were the favourites for that game. I know favourites for that game though. Like, yeah, I think New Zealand was still. I thought I thought New Zealand's I thought New Zealand were favourites. Yeah, I mean the only time England were favourites 2003, I would have thought. But every okay, other time. we've got different different opinions then. I might I might try and ask some other friends, but Sanjay, off the off after one day rest, mm. Matt's gonna do some crunching as well. Tell us what you think now that you've resuscitated. Mm. <laughs> did you did what did you think of um uh, the New Zealand performance yesterday, and and how did you feel? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was exceptional because, like, again, we uh, ran into our own issue. I mean, it's probably not our fault this time. The two yellow cards, but normally once we get even one yellow card, that's where we, you know, lose, basically. But we spent like 20 minutes with 14 men and we still managed to win. Yeah. But I don't think Ireland were as good as they normally are. I mean, if they were as good as they've been for the past 17 matches, they probably would have taken advantage and won. But I suppose mm-hmm. there's a whole pressure of knockout football. Like, that's totally different to, like, how you play the previous matches. So yeah, really pleased that we won that one, and 
Like I, I predicted that. The, Did you the re- two, the no, two well, you didn't come on the podcast. Do you regret not coming on the podcast? No, not really. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, I like to have it. Um, yeah, talk about with those other two matches that came on today as well. I think it's better to yeah for for me anyway to know where it stands within the other three quarterfinals as well. So is this um, a little insight finally into Sanjay's mental health? Yeah. The wall is crumbling. The wall is crumbling. <laughs> playing rugby, Sanjay has to go and hide. Because... No, but I think it's good not to take every match thinking the All Blacks are going to win anyway. Yeah, well, it is, but give like... the other team credit that they've Yeah, but for you to, to go win. and hide for the day... I didn't know. Maybe, maybe we need to unpack that. He didn't hide, man. He put on that black jersey and he walked the streets of Auckland with proud pride. Now, speaking of mental health journey, Matt, I watched the games today and part of me was thrilled. Um, I was like, Fiji played well. I was gutted, but mm-hmm. they lost. But like, I was like, hey, they did their country proud and it was the end of yep. the good World Cup. It's like Ireland, the defense, the, the defeat is going to be, cr- cr- be crushing and I feel gutted for them. But... You've got to go, hey, Ireland had an amazing team. They were the best team in the world for like two years in a row. They won so many accolades. They can't, there's the greatest Irish team ever. And they didn't achieve their ultimate goal. And, you know, they will haunt them for the rest of their lives. But you've got to go, like, it was. <laughs> How do you butt that? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty sound positive. horrific. For Fiji, it was positive. They beat England for the first time ever, I think. They beat Australia in pool play. It was pretty good. I mean, they didn't achieve their goal of making yeah. the. Um, I mean, they almost beat Wales. They were they one, almost. They um, should have. They should have probably beat Wales. Wales if the yeah. ref was a bit better. But okay, yeah. my point. My point was going to be. What was my point? You said, but Ireland just had the worst thing ever happen to them. No, but Fiji and F- I was just saying Fiji and Ireland like they should be able to hold their heads high that they've been pretty amazing. And it's like, yeah, you didn't yeah. achieve your goal, but that's knockout rugby. It's like <laughs> the All Blacks have been the best team and and not won. Like it just unfortunately it happens. Um. But when I was watching these games, I did I did think they were all great. But I was just thinking, man, Matt was rooting for France. Matt will be rooting for England and disappointed they didn't beat <laughs> Fiji more convincingly. So I was just thinking of your mental health state yesterday, Matt. Yeah. And I've got to check in with you now because yesterday <laughs> you were devastated that the All Blacks won and Argentina won. How are you feeling today? Oh, guy, it's just... With me in sport, whoever I, whoever I support loses. No, <laughs> it's just life. And I think maybe that's that's a a, um, a symptom of supporting England. I think. Um, but I don't know today. So I watched the um, extended highlights of the England Argentina uh, England Fiji game. Yeah. Um, and even the highlights were fucking me up. Because, like, England got, I don't know, 20 points ahead, whatever. Um, and I was like, oh, sick. We're going to blow them away. And then I look at the um, how much time left the um, video has. And it was only halfway. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. Here we go. And then Fiji just did Fiji. Um, oh, my God. Watching, I've never been so nervous watching highlights. Because I, I instantly felt guilty. How did you not? Why did you feel guilty? Because I was like, man, I should have been up watching the boys. Yeah. Maybe if, if I was up watching, they would have been they would have performed better. So I I got like sudden like guilt, like this is the last time England are gonna be playing the World Cup and I missed it. Um I slept in because I mean I didn't sleep in. I was asleep at four AM because I'm still sick. Yeah. Um I need to recover. But like you could have woken up at 
I woke up at six thirty and watched the game. You could have woken up at seven. You could have woken up at eight, and just yeah. like kind of fast. There's a lot of scrum stoppages. There's a lot of times yeah. to fast forward through. I mean, maybe I'm in a similar boat with Tanjay. Like when there's a game that I really care about, it is hard to, I don't know, watch, okay. especially if, after the game the following mo- uh, the previous morning that just like destroyed me. I was like, oh, I don't know if my <laughs> if my mental health can take it. Yeah, um, well, this is this is a really good chat. This is this is good. We're really we're really making progress here. I feel like as a unit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for England to get the to get result and to do it with a cheeky little drop goal. Ah, oh, what a start to the morning! Unbelievable. <laughs> they came through in the end. I'm glad. So I watched that game pretty much in full, like delayed. I watched it. I think you can watch it in an hour if you, mm. you know, press the thirty yeah. second forward button yeah. and skip through half time. I mean, literally, you should be able to watch it in eighty minutes. But like, mm. a bit, you can. There's a but there's a bunch of restarts and crap. <laughs> oh, you awesome. need to watch yeah, it. Watch a, of it. You need to watch highlights of a game you really care about. Because holy fuck, it is exhilarating. Yeah. Holy shit. Because you're just there, like, ugh. Because every time a, a highlight starts, whoever yeah. has the ball, yeah. they're probably going to score. <laughs> so yeah. when it started doing Fiji. Every uh, every highlight started with Fiji. I was like, Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> holding on for dear life. Holy shit! Well, I pretty much watched all of it. And I, if I was gonna summarize Fiji's performance, I would say running and passing. If you if you're gonna compute a game like FIFA stats, running and passing ninety nine. Every other statistic, fifteen twenty out of a hundred. Lineouts yeah. horrific. Catching the high balls ridiculously bad um what else scrums poor um just like every oh recycling the ball just like mm. going through phases mm-hmm. absolutely shocking fiji uh, maybe, maybe, maybe hey maybe it was england making them look bad fiji didn't play well like they've been yeah. on poor form they lost to portugal and they struggled that was not a good fijian performance it's just yeah. they have that ability to score seven points i mean they've had a win. pretty shitty tournament like personally They've had family members die. One oh, of their yeah. dads died, one of their sons died. Like Yeah. In the face of that adversity, fucking good on them. And to come back and push England, you know, they like for three minutes of those highlights, I thought England were out. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, in the game, for there was about there was about yeah, maybe maybe ten or twenty minutes during the game where you're like, Whoa, Fiji might actually do this now. Yeah. England always had enough of a lead, but yeah, Fiji really pushed it to the brim, as you'd expect. Brink, sorry. Or to the brim as well. They really filled up the cup. They were the most <laughs> exciting team of the World Cup. Um, Sanjay, what are, you, what are your thoughts on um, Fiji? Uh, yeah, I think they just need a bit more polish. I mean, they could have, yeah, easily, not easily, but yeah, they had a chance to win that game as, as well as the Welsh game. So they could have um, been the ones who've played... Um, would have been Argentina, right? Because that's where Wales. Yeah, so they, they should. Have, they should have been playing Argentina. I mean, I think Argentina is as good as England. I well, could be. I could be mm, foolish. Although there. they would have ended up in the same. Oh no! If yeah, Fiji could have yeah, made the semi. Or they would have yeah. played the All Blacks. How so, um, but, yeah. How important do we think that Munts's um, injury? Do we think that inflicted? Oh yeah, I mean Fiji, could, Fiji? couldn't kick for shit. Um, mm. So I think I think that was pretty significant, um, but not just. I don't just mean um, goal kicking, which obviously was terrible. Um, they also really struggled 
um, just territorially kicking. And the number yeah. of times they would just do a box kick from their own 22, put it out on the full, and then have to fucking, <laughs> then, you know, like what was the point of doing that? You may as well, with their running ability, you may as well run it. But the other thing was, here's what I want to know. I understand lineouts, right? Like Fiji has less money, less resources, and their team is way spread. Like, you know, 50% of the team is playing in um, Super Rugby Pacific as the Fiji Endura. Mm-hmm. And then and then eight of their stars are like in France. And then another yep. seven of them are in fucking England. So they yep. could not be more spread out, like literally on opposite sides of the globe. So it's very hard. So I understand that their lineout combinations are not going to be as tight as in England or in New Zealand. However... The fact that they their wingers can't catch a high ball and can't just like get up under it, where other teams, I mean, every team's been struggling a little bit, but like they just consistently drop it was mm. really infuriating, and it was just I don't know what the problem is because every other aspect, catching any sort of offload, Fiji have like they got glue on their hands, they're unbelievable, yeah. but just high balls and um, uh, re- re- retention of the ball and the ruck and the breakdown just very yeah. poor. I think the the thing with the high ball is it becomes a mental skill yeah like catching it in the line and doing you know crazy fiji rugby you're not even thinking you're in the moment but as soon as the ball goes up high suddenly your brain's got time to go hmm do you remember how to catch bro yeah and it just fucks you up and like you see it quite often but i think it's just um it's just experience and playing week in week out like and even just having confidence but England, England is very good at it. Um, New Zealand's very good at it. Uh, mm. South Africa's generally, they had a few uh, four balls in the game we'll get to, but like generally pretty strong. It was like, it's I thought It's a type Fiji of rugby just... as well though, eh? Like England, especially like maybe Northern Hemisphere teams love that um, force back kind of yeah. style of play. So you get exposed to catching the ball. Yeah, that's true. Fijians just want to run it. Oh, they want to pass it. They want to run it. They want to get it through their legs. Oh, mm. They do it every game and it pays off. Like it <laughs> so was good. the number of times I jumped out of the, out of out of my seat. Um, it was it was thrilling and yeah, shout out to Fiji. Mm. It was I would say as a Fijian fan, very disappointing in the end. But like mm, yeah. we, when you look at the big picture, you're like they beat England this year. Yeah. They beat Australia. Like it's a pretty good yeah. it's a pretty good year. Yeah, um, my favorite footage. Games, yeah. My favorite footage was the um, a Fijian reserve. Um, after the game, a lot of them were crying or kind of in like prayer poses. One of them had just kneeled down in front of the bench and just put his face into where the ass normally goes and just like had his hands by his side. It was the weirdest pose. It was like someone passed out, like vomiting into a toilet or something. I could not, it was like he was planking or I couldn't figure out what he was doing, but he was just obviously just completely devastated after. Oh, I can remember planking. <laughs> I think the That's issue weird, was eh? they didn't pray enough. Yeah. Or like they needed to do the sand dunes for twice as long. So <laughs> then they would have won the World Cup, maybe. People were joking that they took a pastor or a spiritual leader with them, but it's mm. no different than the All Blacks taking a no, mental, mental conditioning yeah. coach or anything like that. It's, it's just, just whatever helps you mentally, yeah. It's just it's it's exactly the same thing. It's just one is religious and the other is kind of agnostic. Whatever mm. gets to there. I will say though that mentally Fiji does seem a little bit like they play insane. Um, yeah. But I mean, maybe that's the, the the power of Jesus guiding them. But I would say it's the power of the devil inside them because, like, <laughs> fuck, they are they are a roller coaster to watch. But let's um, talk a little bit about England, though, Matt. Um, I'd say, as an England fan, you'd be glad they won, but maybe a little bit disappointed that they're that close to Fiji. I mean, if you take the kind of first half performance, it was great. Mm. They they looked good. They were tidy. Um, 
Courtney Laws, Ben Earl, even like I, I don't love Farrell, but I quite, you know, like I have a soft spot for him. Um, there's a couple, I mean, that, um, what do you do? He did a knock on a, eh, at the end. It was yeah. a little bit iffy that maybe he could have gone, he maybe could have got carded for it. Not that, it, I don't know. We don't know if it, if it would have made a difference, but, um, yeah, I think there was enough decent performers today in the England team. I mean, I doubt they'll go further, but I don't know. You, you never know. They're yeah, not, there's they're a not- chance. They're not yeah. terrible. It's like England and Argentina can definitely win the semifinals. Mm. You would put them as rank outsiders. Like it was yeah. just crazy going from Fiji, England to watching how much a high quality um, South Africa, France seemed. Um, but yeah. but um, but you're like on their day, England can make their kicks. Yeah. They can play a smart game. Um, they definitely can beat anyone on their day. So I don't I don't give up. Don't give up hope. But yeah, and um, also you have to remember the other team might have a red card or something yeah can totally you know yeah i mean that's england's kind of style of play though no oh how spectacular was um i mean fiji wore their um bright pink um mm-hmm. uh, away kit yeah. but england the white on white combined with the blood of playing fiji <laughs> yeah. was actually like it was like world rugby had sent out like a kind of like a props person to just do the coolest blood stains on Peel. Yeah. Peel looks sick. Like some of them were like bleeding from the scene, from the English Rose. They were like Marcus, bleeding for the Marcus, team. Yeah. It was spectacular to see. I loved it. Great bleeding in the game, I'd say. And the the white uniform just really emphasized it. You don't see that in New Zealand because of the black. That's mm. the strength of the black. It hides the blood. That's why we watch the all whites play. That's when that shines. The yeah, blood. You love you love to see a bit of blood blood in the game. Um so that was four games. Each four of the quarterfinals mm. was absolutely fucking thrilling. Like yeah, that was, this, close, is, this is rugby yeah. at its best. They're yeah. all close. Yeah. Where do we want to go next? We got to talk about the game this morning. Yeah, the France, France South, Africa. South Africa, which, yep. in my opinion, the first forty minutes of that game was the best exhibition of rugby I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Just two teams going fucking hard for 40 yeah. minutes. But also also very free-flowing and a lot of crazy breaks and ridiculous yeah. tries. But I think it's because of the talent. Like there, was, there wasn't too many mistakes from either team. It was yeah. just great offense. Um, Cheslin Colby, my new favorite player. Yeah. Unbelievable. What, what a display of just pure talent in like all facets of his game. The yeah. the fact that he charged down a conversion. <laughs> and I've then never seen team, that before. Neither. But he is lightning quick. So he charged it down. And then three minutes later, he scores a try. Yeah. yeah. He he changed the game. And those two points that he saved were the difference, to be honest. He, he's also old. It's like good to see an old winger. Like, you know, like he's not that old. But like, see a winger that we recognize from a previous. I should actually Google how old he is. He's 29. That's old for mm. a winger. Like but in the All yeah. Blacks, you're gone at 26. <laughs> in the All Blacks, you get, yeah, famously one year. Mm. This guy's been around fucking ages. Okay. What a legend. Yeah. So I, I, I did think there was massive skill defects. And as an All Blacks fan, I watched both those teams and go, both of them are very flawed. Most noticeably, France couldn't catch a high ball as well. So, I mean, maybe that goes Oh, wait, no. Are you talking about the first 40 minutes, though, or after that? No, first, first 40 minutes. Nah. South Africa was just, I mean, I, I guess it shows the um, 
the beauty and talent of Dupont, but South Africa was getting torn apart by his cheeky little kicks. And yeah. they're quite strange kicks. They were like chips. They kind of like pick up from behind the ruck and just like just kind of it seemed like aimlessly just chip it yeah. over the ruck and see what happens. Well, those but are the famous box kicks. Remember how we were talking about the box kicks before the World Cup? And we're like, oh, we wonder what those box kicks are. That's what they are. I thought, the he's box, so... I thought the box kick was the high kick, though. I thought these are different. These are like chips. I think, box yeah, it's chips. a kick from the box. Oh, it doesn't matter or how from high his it is. Little, no, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's just a box kick. Oh. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. His, his talent is amazing, like the way that was that was shining through then, because he was yeah. he had Bowden Barrett. He had like it on a string. Bowden yeah. Barrett levels of accuracy. But then if he wasn't playing, France would have not been near South Africa in the first place, I would have think. He was the one who made the difference to France. Yeah, well, well, France couldn't catch a, a high ball, but early in the game, I did think they were the better team, and I saw, yeah, the, I thought yeah. South Africa's points came against the run of play a little yeah. bit. Like, Definitely. it was a turnover. They spread long. They kicked it through. Colby's on it. Seven points. I and, feel um, like, yeah, that's um, characteristic of Southern Hemisphere rugby. Like, watching both games, All Blacks Island, South Africa, France, the best four teams in the world easily right now. Both um, both games kind of developed in a similar way. Ireland and France looked to get ball in hand and attack, whereas the All Blacks and South Africa are very opportunistic and they sucker punch the shit out of you. Like if you, um, the South Africa game this morning, France, the first 10 minutes were just absolutely all over South Africa. Yeah. But somehow South Africa would just sucker punch them. And just yeah. keep in touch. And it's just, it blows my mind. But <laughs> yesterday I was a little bit salty because I was like, fucking All Blacks just lucky getting those little sucker punch tries. But to see South Africa do it as well, I'm like, man, I think it's it's just the way good tournament teams play. They bide their time and you take your opportunities. I think experience has to come into it. And, and yeah. even though the All Blacks are very experienced and they came out looking nervous as hell against Ireland, mm. it was like... It, with teams like all these four teams have like pretty absurd defense levels and, you, yeah. and it just shows like if you just recycle the ball and and just try and and you don't have anything going like ireland did at the end of the game or fiji did at the end of the game you'll actually start going backwards it's too yeah. hard yeah but so you need to take crazy risks but you need to have the experience to know what risks to take and when to kick and yeah. i mean that's what the commentators said about dupont as well that he was just kicking at the right time but Whereas France had Dupont, who was kind of doing that, but not a lot else. Um, I mean, Savica just have a few guys there who have been there before, supremely confident and could ride it out. They even had Faf coming off the bench, and it was mm. kind of like you're like, oh, where's Faf? But then when he, you know, he was there when they needed him most. Kind yeah. of thing. Oh, the um, so that combination of um, what's his name, Leboc, and the well, I can't remember the halfback's name. Yeah. yeah so that combination is, so they put him on first half because mm. they wanted speed line speed and it worked the first half amazingly and then for south africa to be able to have the squad depth to bring on faf and mm. pollard to yeah. see the game out they're, they're so good wild that's wild. their strength depth they've basically got two um you know two of the top international teams play as a single team yeah. yeah unbelievable so i think everyone will say this is potentially the best world cup ever um i will say this though world rugby has found a life hack and i mean this happens in every sport i think um in basketball famously 
they just decided one year to stop calling travels. No one wants to see it. No one cares if you carry yeah. the ball or like take a few too many steps without the ball. You know, netball, how they like, they like, ever played indoor netball and they whistle, they whistle you for like moving your pivot foot too much or oh, some shit, yeah. you know, like it's fucking, you like, you drag, you catch the ball and drag it like an inch and they're like, they blow that fucking annoying whistle. And in basketball, they just realize it's an American sport and they're just like, it's about yeah. entertainment. Who gives a fuck if LeBron James um, picks up the ball a little bit when he dribbles? It doesn't give a fuck. If he's throwing down a sick dunk, who gives a fuck <laughs> if there's a man, if he kicks a man in the face as he does it, you know, like yeah. it's about letting the entertainment yeah. Yeah. take flight or cricket giving the um the batsman the advantage in a 50 50 call or something mm-hmm. like that yeah in rugby they they figured that out finally they're not calling forward passes and they're not calling um wonky line outs which is crazy because mm. there's so many line outs that are just not even close to being down the middle yeah and um it just makes it more entertainment i'd what say the, the scrums they need to fucking sort out scrums scrums the next thing the, I, um, I, did you notice that they started playing um freddie mercury's Ayo! um <laughs> yeah. during one of the scrums today yeah, at the end of the game, get rid of it scrums. Was... Get rid of them. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Um, I'd say um, South Africa used the scrum resets at the end of the game to see the game out. Yeah, very, very clever, very devious. France they did, they, had, the ref France did... had the ball, and I, I, I um, was wild. I was wildly, I was wildly aware of that because I was trying to get to work, and I was like, "Please, fucking, just finish this game." <laughs> um, I, I did think they did stop the clock. They did stop the clock. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but the time that they stopped it initially but then every other reset um it just i mean it's like 10 seconds 20 seconds 30 seconds like it's not a lot of time but it is like when you're at the end of 80 minutes four minutes left yeah yeah you need to keep your your heart be going but on the on the flip side though what fucking um fiji fiji was resetting the scrum and i was like fucking fiji and (laughs) the way the fucking halfback would leave the ball in the scrum so what are you waiting for? Mm, Eventually the number eight just clumsily kicks it back into the scrum. Yeah. It collapses. And then thank God they give it back to Fiji. It was like Fiji was trying to, well, you're behind you fucking idiots. Yeah. And it was like, what ball could be better than off the scrum? And then when Fiji did eventually loosely pick it up and struggle with the number eight, they had no structure. It's like, you need mm. the scrum to run a move off. And Fiji, the fact they didn't have that at the end, like they, they didn't at the end when they needed it most, they didn't have that flair. France did have that flair. And what a play it was. It was Dupont. He came strong side. He picked the ball out of the scrum. He came strong side and then threw a crazy pass back over the top of the scrum to the weak side. They ran up. It was still a big blind side, but it was still there. Ran up the blind side. And France had it for a moment there. Like, holy fuck. This is like a movie. France is going to do it. Mm. So close. Mm. They just didn't quite have the energy. And South Africa got back in numbers. Mm-hmm. It was impressive. I'll tell you where the game was lost. At the beginning of the second half, when France, I don't know what happened. South Africa were down Etzebeth for 10 minutes, and France just, all of their skill just went out the window. Um, they dropped the ball, they knocked on, gone. Like, you need to score a try at least, two tries, and then see the game out, and they didn't, and that's where they lost it. It was, it was, uh, it was crazy that South Africa could ride that. Sanjay, you haven't talked in a while. Can you do a bit of talking? Um, I just He's so exhausted from yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> from the thrill of the All Blacks and seeing the yeah. bat, the lads. I thought, uh, I don't know if, about you guys, but I thought they got a penalty like the 72nd minute France, but they did go for the three, which is the sensible option. But I thought maybe they still were going to be a point behind, but I thought maybe that was the time to because they were close enough for a 
you know, um, line out five meters out. Yeah. And that's the time to do it. I know this makes sense eh? to do the three points and then you might get another penalty, which they were hoping for once they got the ball right at the end. Yeah, I remember thinking the same thing, but I was in the camp of definitely take the three points. Definitely take the three points and then you'll get the ball back for five minutes. But But yeah, I just thought maybe that time. It's hard to know the way, like you might get a penalty, but then I think maybe at that time, maybe it's time to try to get ahead. And the team behind's the one that has to. Yeah, but how many know, times have we seen in this tournament um, where teams go for the corner and then mm. get nothing from it? Yeah. Like Ireland did that yesterday. At the start but then the Ireland were, I mean, we were lucky because um, bloody Geordie Barrett did the one once in a lifetime saving a try from a. Oh, unbelievable! Unbelievable! What like otherwise it would have normally been a try otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like, just fine margins, eh, this, these last four games? The refereeing ac- across all four games, I think, was good enough. Like, you didn't have mm. to complain. Uh, my brother, there's a few late hits by England early in the game on Fiji that my brother was kind of outraged by. But I thought they were they were good enough to let play. I think it was, a, was it a Kiwi even refing that game? Or no, it was the yeah, French Ben was in the um, France. South Proud to see a Kiwi out there. Like, it's kind of <laughs> cool to see a Kiwi ref in I think, yeah, like, every game. ref has got stick. From the players that have lost, though, eh? Yeah, yeah, like a lot of like, I think, yeah, being okay. Dupont and Fiji. Oh, I, I haven't seen. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. What yeah. were they criticizing for? Just like, no, uh, you know, decisions. if the ref could make these calls, yeah. you know, yeah, just, I don't know, just just classic kind of um, annoyance. Fiji were taking the piss like at the end there, like they did, as I said, like they time wasted their own ball and then just had nothing on. Like it was like England were dominating them backwards. It's like maybe. Farrell like knocked it down intentionally, but I didn't think it was. It's a split second decision. You once it's like football injuries; they look so much worse in mm. in, in in slow motion. It's like yeah. if you watch it in fast time, even the Aaron Smith knockdown. I was like, yeah. yeah, I guess he extended so much, but it's like it's a split second human reaction to yeah. try and put your hand on the ball. Yeah, and um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like you can you can break down every rule. I don't think Fiji has enough of a grounds to really complain. Mm. Um, and, and, and the, yeah, I mean, re- rugby is just an impossible game to ref. I think it's pretty good. I will say the rules around the ruck are a shambles, but good on Fiji for being, uh, good on, sorry, the refs, Fiji, Freudian slip, for being consistent. Like, it's very weird how rucks are happening, right? All yeah. teams pretty much dedicate, like, as few players as possible for, as rucks. The ref seems to just get in there, and the players, if they want to do a turnover, they put their hands on the ball <laughs> and they look at the ref, and the ref yeah. tells them, okay. <laughs> Well, and it's so opinion. it's so strange. It's and the, and the number of times the ball just seems to bobble out and no one notices. The ref is just yeah. there, just guiding them through the game. And I mean, at least it's consistent and exciting. But it is like it's yeah. still in my mind. A bit I would of a appreciate shambles. a little bit more um, contesting. Yeah, because at the moment it is a little bit of um, just going through the motions, eh? And then getting yeah. asking the the teacher, "Hey, sir, can I touch this ball? No, <laughs> leave it, leave it. Okay." <laughs> And, oh, and the refs give the players so many warnings. Yeah. That's what I'm kind of getting annoyed at. I mean, yeah. it is great for entertainment, but these players should know better. Yeah. And the thing we talked about before, but the bloody um, head-to-head or shoulder-to-head still needs a bit more common sense. So, like, Isabeth won today, got a yellow card, <laughs> even though he was basically on his knees when he hit the other guy on the head and the other guy was dropping down as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know they want to clamp down on any head to head or 
shot yeah, it to it's, head. It's but just so it hard. Just, I mean, I mean, he basically almost injured himself more, but he's <laughs> the one who gets the yellow for that. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't even think that should be worth a penalty, to be honest. But yeah, they gave it a yellow. Game's gone soft, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least um, the other one yesterday, where the you know the Wales Argentina one that he didn't even give a penalty even though the TMO, I think, was aiming to get the guy yellow-carded. Yeah. But there was, like, accidental to the guy on the who did get hit in the head. So there was my, a sensible decision, that one. My evil strategy for a rugby team is to run, um, to step into every tackle and duck and just mm. your head's going to get hit every time. It's, it's just, I, I do think the game's flawed and we've probably got about three more... Like it's just funny to see players literally bleeding from the head, and then go get some fucking three um, M electrical tape and just tape mm. their head back up and be like, "Oh, he's mm. all good." Mm. He's like, he doesn't need that guy needs like intensive care. Like some of these guys are just fucked, mm. yeah. and um, it, it does kind of. I mean, I'm sure if MMA can happen, then so can this. But I'm, I reckon probably in five years' time, I don't know, rugby will either be gone or like way different. But, yeah. Has um, it always been that way? The what? the head injuries in rugby or like face to face contact is that? No 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 no. This is the last few years because they got a huge scandal on their hands. Like in Britain, the no, I mean like the historically, does it happen? Yeah, do people's faces hit faces. Yeah, they no, they yeah, used to intentionally do it. Yeah, in American football, it used to be a legitimate move that you would jump helmet to helmet. It was fucking insane. Yeah, um, and in American football, they still have armless tackles, but like. Yeah, fucking smashing someone in the head. Right. So, the so it's just so now now that it's illegal, there's someone in the um, TMO box who points it out and goes, yeah, "Hey, we've he had just head, looks for it like face. every um, massively." Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's it, it's ridiculous. Who's the legendary um, AFL? Uh, sorry, in, NRL player who's just fucked. It's is it is it Wally? Who's Lewis. the who's, Wally Lewis? Yeah, like one of the most legendary yeah. NRL players of all time. Like. Muscly man with a moustache. Yeah. He's cabbage now yeah. because of the head and injuries he had. Not only that, they used to back in the um. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Just cabbage. <laughs> you know, it is. It is like it is funny, but it's also like a tragedy. Like they used yeah. to. They used to, rugby used to in league used to have like open fighting. Mm, like they're yeah. like, okay, two guys got beef. Let's fight. And my yeah. dad used to always talk about it as well. Like um. Uh, just like you know, like it was just part of the game. It was like roughing people up and stuff like that, giving them a bit of a bit of stick. And like the head was like always kind of like part of it. And it's just it's the last five ten years where it's become a scandal. Leon McDonald in our lifetime, Leon Mc, Leon McDonald is just seriously um, yeah concussed all the time. Is he? Is he all the time? No, he's no, 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 no. He's still coaching, but I think he's, he's going to be think... part of um, Razor's coaching team. Oh, he is. Oh, part of it. <laughs> but the poor bastard get about diversity. I grew up in. Um, I grew up worshiping him, and he. Um, he's yeah. not. And he's not. He's just had so many head knocks. It, it can't be good for him. Does it? Why mm. he explains why the Blues didn't do so well, but he did like um, help the Blues get to a final and stuff. Why the Blues <laughs> didn't do so well? Yeah, you're talking about Leon McDonald being concussed all the time. Honestly, it hasn't come. The scandal hasn't come to New Zealand enough yet. But it's like it's. Well, be Carl Heyman's huge... trying, eh? He's part yeah, of the English yeah. group yeah. selling the English rugby union or whatever, yeah. yeah. Was the movie with Will Smith? He was the yeah. doctor who found it. Yeah. And they Concussion. and that Yeah, this the story I always tell, and I I don't know if I've told on this podcast before, but is um 
Junior Seau, the legendary Samoan American mm. NFL Miami player. Dolphin. Miami Dolphin. Uh, I think was he was San Diego Chargers as well. He, might have um, been a, yeah. he took his own life, and when he killed himself, he shot himself through the chest so his brain could be studied for CTE. It's like, it is like, it's a massive, it's the tip oh, yeah. of the iceberg. Was it studied? Scandal. I don't actually know. Don't you know? But it was just so tragic. Hopefully, that otherwise that's a, bit, that's a bit of a waste. No, no. Well, he. I mean, he wanted to. I mean, let's not talk about you. <laughs> talk about you know. Oh, he didn't do it because he wanted it studied. He oh no, that's 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 allegedly why he shot himself in the chest. I actually don't even know no. if that's true. Again, that's a guy Williams. I need to Google that. <laughs> Someone else talk about the quarterfinals, and I will. Uh, um, and I'll quickly Google final thoughts on the quarterfinals. Is what I want to. So hear. yeah, looks like. The death of Southern Hemisphere rugby is wrong because like three out of four teams are Southern Hemisphere. Could have been. And it's, it's crazy that it's England that now yeah. represents, that carries the flag for the Northerners. Yeah. yeah. Well, they should replace Holy the fuck. Wallabies in the rugby championship. That's what some people well, that's what are I was saying. arguing with Guy yesterday. I was like, we're just going to be left with the fucking Tri Nations. And we've yeah, got not... um, a guest appearance from England. Yeah. But that, I suppose that's the thing. The other teams need to, like, Ireland need to get over that bump of the quarterfinal. That's the mm. best opportunity. They well, here's had. um, here's a little horrible stat for you. Who the team that's beaten Ireland in the quarterfinal has never won the semi-final following. Ooh. Ever. Ooh. It's the curse. It's the curse, bro. Yeah. <laughs> New Zealand's got it now. I I I would say um. Yeah, I mean, I think Argentina can win. I don't think they will, but yeah. I don't know. You know. I don't think any All Black fan any. thinks Argentina will win. No, I mean that's fine, isn't it? Is that bad? Yeah, but I, I mean, because like no, because like you pretend to go, oh, we don't know. It might be, it'll be a tough game. Nah, there's no way. Oh no, it could be a tough game. I I can acknowledge that, but it's, it it seems unlikely. But you don't want to. I mean, no sport result is like yeah locked in stone i i do think we need to end the southern hemisphere northern hemisphere fucking these games were a coin flip it could have easily it easily could mm. have been that um, yeah. the teams going through were fucking fiji ireland mm. uh who else lost france wales and france like yeah. it's just it's yeah, just it like the, the the ball bounced the southern hemisphere literally bounced the southern hem- hemisphere thing away yeah, like france yeah. and africa there was one point game wasn't it yeah yeah one point yeah, yeah. and the other games were close like four six and 12 and even the 12th game there was just because yeah argentina scored the intercept try and the penalty at Mm. the end were you watching um were you watching um dupont's face like did he get hit in the face much did he He did only the one time i saw i i definitely felt like every time i saw him go to the bottom of a ruck i was like praying for him Mm. i was thinking that i was thinking he i was kind of watching like how brave is he going to be he didn't mm. give a fuck. He no, was. He just went. I mean, he was going for hard. it, and good on him. Yeah, what a player. Um, but I, I wish did... he did wear a mask, though. Eh? That's the yeah. I mean, bit. but he wore a head mask. Yeah, no, he. But his face was fucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I should have a trigger warning for suicide content, but I just wanted to fact fact check that for a second. Um, Junior Seo did shoot himself to the chest. Um, he, he didn't leave a suicide note, but uh, a Dave Dewison from the Chicago Bears. Um, he did the same thing um, not long before so and he he did leave a note saying it was because he needed people need to study ah. CTE so Seo was like Crazy. copying him because it's, it's got to like be the most trend it's no Matt you, you, there's times to not make jokes and this is 
<laughs> and to, um, mental health chat out there, you know, if you are, if you do have suicidal thoughts, get yourself checked. It's a horrible problem in New Zealand. And CTE. I shouldn't even joke about CTE. I honestly think it'll be something we don't joke about in like four to five years, I think. Did you ever have that thing where you're like, what are the thing now that we joke about now that, you know, won't be <laughs> joked about in the future? And um, Jermaine, what'd you say? Vape. Vape? Because Vape. it's fucking people up so much. Yeah. Oh, what? I sorry, I interrupt you. I don't know what your question was. Because <laughs> <laughs> what you want to take vape? up? Yeah, this, the thing he wants to take up is vaping. <laughs> Were you just saying vape into the microphone? <laughs> I thought your question was going somewhere, and I answered it. But because then you keep going. Does Matt want to import and make money out of, and that's <laughs> that's his answer. Vape. I was vape. saying. I was saying things we make fun of now that in the future will not be cool to make fun of. Oh, like disabilities or. I don't think you mean to make gender. fun of them now. Yeah. Either. Are you saying, yeah, what can we make fun of now for the next year? Like, use it all up before. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, to. like, we, we now realize, like, when I was a kid, um, jokes about uh, transgender people were totally yeah. common and, like, a real common insult for another man. Whereas yeah. now you're like, realize, oh, that is a gender and it's not. Yeah. Um, it's not cool. It's a very marginalized group. Yes, I don't laugh at Ace Ventura anymore. Yeah. No, 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 no. Ace Ventura, I actually read about that, was actually bad at the time. Oh, yeah. At the time, it was seen as not good. And then it just hasn't. Because it's, it's a great movie besides the transphobic and homophobic fits. And it's like, <laughs> it's kind of, you know, a shame that it kind of, you know, like just has like those few scenes. Mm. It also was a cool twist, but it was just like very yeah, poorly handled. Probably, yeah. I, th- I think it's like as um, people of marginalized societies become uh, seen, you can't joke about them. Because yeah. I guess back in the 90s, uh, transgender people were hidden or yeah. you know, would, would keep to themselves. And, and before then, um, gay men, gay women were hidden. So it was, you know, it's kind of like it's funny until they're seen yeah yeah. Open. yeah i think yeah yeah oh no but, and also we learn now that the jokes cause harm mm. like yeah but what is a currently unseen minority that we joke about oh, i i wasn't even saying minority necessarily i mean that's almost too hard but i was just like the same thing and you said vape 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 you mean like <laughs> making fun of vapes is, is i mean i hate people who vape i thought you meant what's the current um, thing that we do. What's the behavior that we do right now? Yeah, it's going to cause us trouble down the line. Yeah, vape. Well, well, that's also an interesting. <laughs> that's also an interesting. That's also an interesting question. Can I chuck on that? Um, I mean, we kind of already know this, but phone usage is just in my mind yeah. insane. But, but maybe not for the reason that you think, or like that we did think originally. Like you know, having electromagnetic um, waves by your head. That's probably not the main reason that they're bad for us. Yeah. It's the the attention that they steal from us, I think. The adi- the addiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just I'm just badly addicted, and I just can't. And it just I just I stop one thing, like I stop Twitter, and I just get addicted to fucking Facebook Messenger. Like it's just or Reddit. I just can't I just can't stop being addicted to a new part of the phone. Yeah. I, I'm addicted to YouTube now. Like I'm just I'm fucked. I'm yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Um, but no, I was gonna say thing you joke about uh, Jermaine um, from work. He kind of directs New Zealand Today sometimes with Matt. He um he had the uh he had the interesting point. He said the thing we joke about now that maybe in ten years time won't be joked about will be um veganism and um not eating meat and like yeah, oh, yeah. twenty years time, thirty years time, <clears throat> probably everyone will be vegan and the meat industry will be tiny. It'll be kind of be weird. Uh, maybe that's crazy, but I was like, well, at least we won't joke about vegans as much. But um, 
yeah, I just thought that was an interesting take. Not that they're, not that they're a oppressed minority or anything, but I don't know. Yeah. Are they going to have to stop being annoying first? I don't find vegans annoying at all. I don't know. I don't, well, just like, see- you know when like we're doing like a group lunch and then we have to yeah. go to a place that serves <laughs> vegan food and the place that serves the vegan food isn't as good as the non-vegan place. Matt, this is a direct um, <laughs> shot at literally our colleague Kyle. Shout to Kyle. You're a legend and you are better than us. No, nah, because I was in the van with Kyle and he was telling me how chicken nuggets are made out of baby crushed up chickens. I was, I became vegan right there and then. I then did instantly eat food chicken again but like i was that fucked me up for about 25 minutes yeah you know about that, i mean I was, I was a vegetarian for two years the what yeah you're fucking the man um did you, <laughs> did, you, did you hear that um did you hear that chicken nuggets are like crushed up baby ch- is that right matt crushed up baby chicken yeah i'm pretty sure i told you that fuck just the, the only reason why male <laughs> Sanjay said it's the only reason why he eats them. That's fucked, man. That's fucked. Now, but I don't actually mind eating some of those plant-based stuff. I'm not a vegetarian myself, but like the things that Burger King when they have it, like the Rebel, like the yeah. Rebel BK chickens are up. But I don't like the Whopper that doesn't taste as good as the normal Whopper. Yeah. So I'd rather have the normal Whopper, but the Rebel BK chicken's quite good. Once yeah. you once you give up something, you also your tastes do change. Like apparently, Matt, you were saying like if you switch because I I find sugar free soft drinks disgusting. But apparently, yeah. if you only drink sugar free drinks, yeah, I then only drink them now. Yeah, taste disgusting. And what do you think, Sanjay? No, I'm getting used to it now. Um, like yeah. even the iced tea, I only drink the sugar free ones. Oh and, yeah. Um, only the peach though, because I taste the lemon one. Lemon's always terrible. So <laughs> is is sugar is sugar free good for you though? Like. It can't be. You never see like healthy people smashing like Pepsi Max or some shit. That's the funny thing, eh? It's always fat people drinking diet, whatever. No, but if um, you're getting readings, if you go doctor and need to get off being pre-diabetic, it's probably better too. Yeah, yeah, which is what I am. So I need to yeah stop having too much sugar where I can. It's hard to avoid though, eh? It's everywhere, man. I'm good on you for um, uh, admitting and talking about that. Uh, So I don't know if you want to cut that out of the podcast or not, but um. Good on you for uh, you know changing your lifestyle and stuff like that. Oh, not yeah, it's not like big change, but yeah, just try to get the sugar free where I can. Because I wouldn't say you're out of shape as well. Like you're no. someone who plays football with us every time, every week, and stuff like that. And um, yeah, it's, that's really interesting. Um, How do you do that test? No, just a, like a blood test. You can. I mean, when oh. you're older, you have to get blood tests basically every year anyway. Yeah. Sanjay's 65 years old. A lot of people don't know that. So that was a joke that died. Sanjay's not 65 years old. <laughs> well, you found out how old he was in episode one. I've already forgotten. Um, I don't mean to take it to another full-on subject, but um, I just wanted to say that I've done some more research and Junior So um, did have his brain studied. Oh, RIP. Good. And good on him um, for doing that as well. And yeah, as I said, <laughs> I, get yourself checked. Have you seen that? Um... Oh, I don't know kind of famous meme where it's like uh, um, some old lady wanted a body donated to science um, and then she did and then her son found out that her body was donated to like the military and they used it to uh, test ballistics and her body was just blown up <laughs> science <laughs> fucking hell I, can I thing, say hey? that I- I will be fine with that. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to be tested by the military because I wouldn't want to encourage mm. the development of weapons. But like, if they wanted to see like what the effects of a shark attack are on a man and they're like, they needed a body to chuck to the <laughs> sharks, I'd be fucking so keen for that film. Put it on YouTube, it'd be cracker. 
<laughs> wildly entertaining. Um, the other thing is, um, you just realized that um, I didn't realize. Matt, you went to medical school, school for a bit, didn't you? They just yep. um, check out. Did you get to the point where they chuck out cadavers and you get to stab into some people? Yeah. Did you that's do like, that? That's the first year. <laughs> what is it? Yeah. I want to sign up for first year just to do that. What? The, tell me about this. So you show up first year. So you, you just hit the piss at O week watching 48 yeah, May and smash it at the stadium. Yeah. And then you get into class and they're like, here's a dead naked person and you get to cut them open with a knife. Well, so you start with, I think we all got given uh, the knee of a deer. Okay. And we start like hacking that up. We even, we, do we even have deer in New Zealand? Where the fuck are you getting these deer? Yeah, we've got heaps of deer. Okay. Venison, eh? Mm. Oh yeah, okay. My yeah. bad. So we get heaps of venison. Did you know that lamb was sheep? Yeah. yeah. Well, lamb is baby sheep. Everyday science amazes we me. We only eat the babies. <laughs> fuck, that's fucked up. Sorry, sorry. Back to you. What's yeah. the um? What's the cow that we eat that's really young? Ooh. Veal, is it? Veal is that baby cow? Yeah, yeah thanks. So. Oh, be. what's that really gross? Um, like baby duck or something? What's that called? Something grey. I don't know. Man, we're fucked, eh? We definitely need to be Humans vegan. The psychos, yeah. We need to be. I think this podcast, I'll become vegan for at least twenty-five minutes before I then have a <laughs> have a meatball. I'll be um, ordering it from Uber Eats straight away. Well, it's agreed. <laughs> did you say? I can't remember. Um, yet. It's something like disgusting. So, Matt, you started on a deer knee, and then what happened? Yeah. So you cut that up and have a look at the joint and the joint capsule. Fascinating stuff, and then you get introduced to the human body. Um, and like these bodies are part of like a donation program. I think there was a documentary on it and the documentary followed living old people Fuck. right until their journey of, of being on the table in front of first year health science student, students. Um, it's super, what's the word? Like you feel the um, responsibility. Yeah, I guess so. And just the respect of these people to have passed mm. on the opportunity to learn from them. Um, yeah. It's beautiful. But then, but but yeah, then when, they, not... when, they, when they have a minute of silence at the um, rugby for someone who just passed away or something, there'll still be a fuckhead in there who goes, gives it a char yeah. or something like that. Like there must be one at the Otago Uni first year, there must be one well, person who's been a fuckhead. Honestly, yeah. I, that's what I thought was going to happen, but it was... Yeah, because like you say, you've been smashing the piss, and then you're like, "Fuck, I've got my um, my health science lab. Better go quickly find my lab coat." We all wear cool lab coats; it's sick. Um, <laughs> but it's like as soon as you as soon as you enter those doors, um, and the the teachers come out, like even just the way they're behaving is different, yeah. um, and just sets the tone. And it's like if you if you did anything out of line in that um, class, you're gone. Yeah. Like mm. there's no no hesitation. And people who are wow. doing house I, you know, they're there for a reason. They're there because they're the best of the best. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Were you the best of the best? <laughs> I was alright. You were the you were the okay of the okay. No, oh, no actually I got a hundred percent on my um human body science test. Okay. Um, and <laughs> I was only one of two people to get that. And I that's, very, that's fucking impressive. So I was, um, that's why he's popular with the ladies as well. <laughs> because of that. Do you have to? Where are these um, ladies, Sanjay? <laughs> do you have to qualify to do first year health science? Or are you actually the best of the best? I think it depends what course you do. Yeah, 
Like for what for to cut up a body, do you have to call it like, or can you just get NCA level three and then rock up? You must have to. Mm. Eh? To be honest, yeah, I can't remember the process. Do they give you a lecture on ethics? Do they literally tell you about the responsibility and shit like that, and it being tapu kind of thing? Yeah, and you do tests. Um, there was this weird like personality test. I can't remember what it was called. But there's a test where you do it, and it kind of tests your ethics and suitability to be a doctor or to yeah. be in uh, in health. Yeah, crazy. And like people they would sh- fail that, and that's it. But it's, it's not a test that you can really. Sign, so. Yeah, you can't really study for it. It was, it was super bizarre and like very nerve wracking. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it, it's it, 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 what do they do? They because sh- like, yeah, I I, I can imagine. Yeah, because it's just like you don't want to don't grab the willy and wave it around or something like that. You know, like what are the yeah. Do they teach you? Do they go like, hey, it's going to be, we know it's going to be crack out. These people have genitals, <laughs> but just leave them alone. That was like... Um, Don't put it on your Instagram. <laughs> yeah, well, because the first body that I had was um, de-skinned exactly down the middle. Like, so there's skin on the right side of the body, zero skin on the left side. Fucking hell. And the penis had been um, like precision cut. So like... Half of the penis had skin, the other half was Oof. bare. Um, and I don't know, like, I'm, you have a look and you go, oh, yeah, cool. But you're just, you're, like, even in your brain, you're like, shit, what if I say something? What if yeah. I make a joke? You're yeah. constantly, like, you're suddenly worried that you're going to have Tourette's. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, yeah, once you're in there for 20 minutes, it's gone. But hmm. those first 20 minutes, you're kind of like, oh, shit, what's the. You're very sad. Yeah. yeah. It, it must also be an amazing experience. So I would find that sickening. I'd find that hard to look at that a body without skin on it. I'd find that gross. Mm, it's harder looking at the skin side because that's Why? that's a human. That's a person. That's yeah, a person. you relate to it more than the yeah. just muscle and yeah. bones. So, so Andrew, do you like to get in there and dig into some organs? I don't know because, like, how are you when you like watch one of those TV shows with surgical? Do you look away or you just yeah, look at it and start laughing? Away. Yeah, I'm more of yeah. this latter. I don't mind like looking <laughs> at this stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. It must be a coping mechanism, I guess. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, yeah, I don't look away. I'd, yeah, I can easily look at you know those surgical procedures <laughs> and that. I can easily do it. <laughs> no, I, no, no. I think you raise a good point. I can't. I definitely yeah, can't. No, yeah. I, I hate movies when someone no. puts a gun in someone's face and you know it. You're like you immediately go. What rating oh, is this shit. movie? And you're like, am I going to see a head get blown off here? I fucking hate that. Um, uh, Matt, it's amazing. You have all these amazing stories, and it's not until we do a podcast that they come out. It's like, when we're driving in the van for New Zealand today, where the fuck is this story? This is crazy. I want, I've got a million more questions. Because <laughs> Matt's actually a 80 podcast. years old. He's life <laughs> <Yeah>. experience. <laughs> um, that was a great joke, Sanjay. Well executed. Okay, um... Uh, any final rugby thoughts? We should basically wrap this up. I think it's been good. We've covered mental health. We've covered Are rugby. We doing, we've covered... Uh, <laughs> predictions? Or should we save that? I'll save it, I reckon. For the next pod. But oh, I think, wow. I think the whole, I mean, suppose like we were talking about, oh, no, maybe not on this podcast, but we're thinking that domestic rugby's dying. But I think if the international game, especially World Cups, like this being real exciting, I think that should help rugby overall. 
Do you think people are seeing watching this World Cup though? Because I'm like, all my mates who are middle aged men right into it. Everyone else could not give a fuck. Yeah, yeah true. I'm sure, eh? but I suppose it helps with the sky. What they call Sky Open, that's free to air. Maybe people have been watching it on that. Yeah, I did not know Sky exposure. Open was a thing. Are they showing them live, or what are they showing? Yeah, yeah no, they're showing most of them live now. It's like is that um, free? It used to be Prime TV. They've called it, called it Sky Open now. Okay. Wow. Um, they've had Just get them. it on TikTok. What are they up to? Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy there. Um, how much they're geo blocking like mm. Twitter and yeah. Instagram highlights and stuff like that. It should be everywhere, especially because there's so many good plays. And the yeah. number of times you see, a, um, I wanted to see the um, uh, Sexton was pissed off at the end oh, of yeah. that game with apparently Yuane, and you wanted yeah. to figure out what was going on there, and you couldn't. Um, because I'd, every time I click on a video, I'd be an Irish source and would say this is not allowed in your yeah, country. I think he um, he shushed the Irish crowd. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, that's what I read. Yeah. But then Sexton got real angry at that and started yeah. mouthing. <laughs> it was quite funny, though, because Sexton was like, fuck off, fuck you. And <laughs> yeah. then he immediately turned around and, like, shook um, Barrett's hand and, like, yeah. you know, completely yeah. came back down to earth, which is nice. I, I am I am kind of glad that Sexton, he does seem like a little bit of a knob. Um <laughs> I heard a story that was supposed to be a funny, lovable story on, I was actually listened to, before the game, I was so excited. I listened to every podcast, every New Zealand podcast, every fucking English podcast, Australian podcast. I listened to an Irish podcast. It was really good. I, I, mm. I really liked it. But um, they were weird. Like, they were like, what's Ireland's floor? And they said they didn't have any floors. Oh, yeah. And that was fucking So they're perfect combination of that as well. They're the, yeah, they almost treated them like the greatest rugby team that's ever yeah it's like every way. team can fucking lose mm. and then um uh uh the weird story they told was one of them was obviously like some sort of like he was like a coaching coach like he was someone who like traveled yeah. around ireland coaching coaches and he said he got an instagram message um from a guy going i need the plays i need i need some plays like send me through he's got like he said on a podcast or something i've got these guides for like coaching a team if you need them and um, the guy's like, I'm an accountant. I need it. And he's like, what level are you coaching at? He's like, under eight. So he's like, all right, I'll get them to your man on Monday. Like, who gives a fuck? It's, it's under eight rugby. He's like, you don't understand. Um, fucking um, Brian O'Driscoll's kid and Johnny Sexton's kid are in the team. And I have to have these fucking drills down. <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, yeah, that is quite a funny story. But also, like, it just kind of makes Johnny Sexton seem like an asshole, you know? Like, it, yeah. like but apparently. Uh, but um, you think he's asking for it, though? Surely it's just the coach trying to, you know, impress yeah yeah well, maybe. Like, i'm gonna be judged by two of the yeah. greatest irish players ever yeah please help me out i can't <laughs> imagine those players are like all right we need these kids to be to be the you know like i don't know that's you, you'd, you'd be you'd be you'd be surprised though like there's some real psychos out there i was gonna say that um that that is the thing is that sexton has that reputation for being like a player who like who peels out other players on the yeah. on the training field in front of yeah. other players and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong, yeah. I was like, I mean, that's why they're professional athletes and I'm not. But like, it's just like Michael Jordan is a psychopath. Yeah. Messi, I don't know. I've never heard a bad thing about Messi. He doesn't really speak English, so it's hard to tell, but probably a psychopath. Yeah. Like, how Sam, do you get um, to that Have level? you finished the Beckham one? Nah. Um, psychopath. Three episodes, yeah. Well, just his, what, what? Um, his crazy OCD. Oh, yeah. I, mean, no, like, I shouldn't say crazy OCD because it is a... Uh, it's Official diagnosed, fiction, yeah. yeah. Well, like he, but he, the he suffers, or... yeah, he suffers from that. But does he suffer from it, or does he benefit from it? Because oh. to be honest, like his work ethic mm, yeah. is amazing. 
So yeah, yeah. it's one of those double-edged swords, eh? Mental health. Yeah. <laughs> like some people are mental <laughs> in a good way and some people are mental in a bad way. Well, and I yeah. think we are a cognitively diverse society and it's the people who don't understand their cognitive differences or maybe don't get the support or the, um, what's the word, um, diagnosis that they need to harness their power. Yeah. You know? That was, a, that, was, that was bloody inspiration. We're in a world that's built for the uh, cognitively typical. Yeah. Neuro, was it? No, neurotypical. And they're the ones that, I mean, everyone's a little bit different. And the people who are not neuro, neurotypical, those are the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> One day, I dream of going to a special school, aka the modern X-Men Academy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, I, I, I mean, I'm definitely cognitively diverse. Like, there's something quite not normal about me. I, I haven't quite put my finger on it yet, but it's coming. Um, final thoughts, final rugby thoughts, final mental health thoughts. Uh, just one rugby one because we're talking about like northern and southern hemisphere of rugby. Just this is hypothetical, but if the British and Irish Lions were a team that replaced all. I mean, teams four. Sanjay was about to have the greatest like England, point of all time. He's frozen. Scotland and Ireland. If they replace those teams, would they? Sorry, Sanjay, you you froze. <laughs> you froze at the worst possible time. There, no, just repeat what you were saying. If the British Ireland Irish Lions were a team, what would happen in the World Cup? Would Northern Hemisphere have won more World Cups than just the one that England ah. have won? If they all represented were represented by British and Irish Lions. Or would they also be Sanjay, you have just got out a knife and just stabbed it in Matt's heart. Did you not listen to the previous podcast? This man has been locked in COVID isolation for two weeks. He had his birthday in isolation. He's Now his girlfriend's got COVID. Like, he's in hell. You can't just, like, stab in the... I don't, honestly don't think the Northern Hemisphere thing... I mean, I enjoy the Southern Hemisphere um, mm, supremacy, but, yeah. like, it's kind of bullshit. I don't know. It's like, I, traditionally, obviously, Southern Hemisphere's ruled, but now it's yeah. like a, it's a knife edge um uh, I, I, mean, I don't know i think i mean you like to say that those games were 50 50 mm. i don't think so i think the southern hemisphere teams had an edge for sure the like yeah t- um like ability wise pretty similar pretty on par but strategy experience mentality i don't know like southern hemispheres they've got an edge in that respect but- this could be bullshit, but I feel like diversity is uh, um, is a strength. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like New Zealand and South Africa both have like a real spectrum of yeah. cultures, like right through from South Africa have like fucking <laughs> Aryan race motherfuckers. They bring on dudes who look like villains from like 1980s James Bond films. Unbelievable. And like just how big they are, like abnormally, mm. abnormally big in weird places. Yeah. Just like it's kind of like when you hit random on a, a player generator on FIFA. And you just get this absolute mutant. And South Africa are like, yeah. we'll take him. Yeah. <laughs> and they have that all the way through to like the, the blackest of black guys. Whereas like you look at Ireland and um, Scotland, they're still pretty white. England's a bit a bit better. But like I do think that it has been a strength for the All Black. I mean, also just stealing, <laughs> blatantly stealing yeah. players from Fiji and Tonga. Mm. But um, yeah, like it's it's diversity is like a a big strength in sport and it's like proven that especially mm. at physical sports like what about a lot of brown athletes are amazing how do you feel about then 
Um, with that thought, what do we do about Fiji and the island nations? Like the they have a Pacific yeah. island. Well, well, yeah, well, um, well, yeah, 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 Fiji. Well, it'd be it'd be great if some Indo Fijians uh, qualified for uh, the Fiji rugby team one day. But um, I'd say this about Fiji is that if you look at them man for man, they seem like the best team from a mile by a mile. Mm. They need mm. resources, coaching. They need they need. They're actually on their second first five that game because their backup yeah. first five who was having a mere mm. he was out. And I think the backup first five, the backup backup first five did okay. But I'd say physically. Fiji potentially number one. You saw those two crunching tackles where they just picked up huge England players and just dumped them out yeah. of bounds like it was nothing. Um, and speed and skill, like 10 out of 10, just unfortunately it's every other aspect of the game from praying to mental conditioning to fucking <laughs> just throwing a line out and just catching a line out ball is just, yeah, it's just, it, it, it does seem like resources. And here's a great take I got from the internet. What they need to right now make a southern hemisphere, including Japan, obviously northern but southern, hmm. uh, six nations. Imagine that New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, Argentina, Japan, Fiji. That's a sick hmm. tournament. And like you go New Zealand, South Africa, huge advantage at the moment, but in 10 years, the way Argentina is developing, the way yeah. Japan and Fiji are developing, anything's possible. Yeah, I mean, I hope so because that's that's always been the constant struggle with rugby, right? Growing the game. But growing it, um, not just kind of you need the the bottom tiers to catch up, and it's like how do we, how do we super speed that, while kind of limiting like you don't want to limit the growth of the top nations either. Yeah, you want you just to want to close the top gap. potential for everyone. Eh? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, like it would push New, make New Zealand even better to have to fucking play mm. in fucking Suva in the middle of winter but it's still in new zealand it's like eight degrees and in suva it's fucking 25 and the ground is rock hard <laughs> and the fijian fans are like literally going crazy it would be i reckon that would raise the standard and also raise the money as like japan and yeah. argentina are incredibly lucrative markets mm-hmm. um so yeah i just i just thought the idea of a a pacific or southern whatever the, i mean Africa is still miles it's away it's crazy yeah it's such a spread i mean it's crazy that south africa play with New Zealand and Australia. Yeah. It's yeah. so far away. Yeah. But, but I guess, yeah, you want to play Africa's far away from, every, it's closer to Europe, but it's still, yeah. it's fucking far away from everywhere. Like they're mm-hmm. fucked, yeah. whatever way they go. It's just a, um, the roots of colonialism. Yeah, um, get old Namibia in there as well. No. What no. about they've, they've, they've had time to prove themselves and they've never had. <laughs> How are they every, every World Cup? How do they make it? Who are they qualifying yeah. against? Zimbabwe, <laughs> Kenya probably. Yeah. It's fucked. Yeah. Yeah, shout to Namibia. That eagle will never fly. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, okay. Um, that's probably about the end. Um, mm. It's been a bloody good podcast. Not of not of our lives, just of the podcast. Mm. Mental health, get yourself checked. Yeah. Suicide awareness. Sorry, that was a bad joke. Um, yeah, um, thank you so much to listening. For everyone who listened to the podcast this far, we really appreciate you. And what a World Cup journey. It is paying dividends now, all our bullshit. Um, I've been Guy Williams. I've been Sanjay Patel. I've been Matt Cook. And stay tuned for the next podcast because the narrative coefficient is back. And Woo! I've done a deep dive. I've In my depression, I've gone hard. So look out for that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. See you next time. See ya.